Good evening, and again, I'm Dory Locke, your host for this call, and I'd like to be the first to welcome you to the SciSeminar's monthly call highlighting the tools and techniques from the basic seminar. We are so excited to have hundreds of you joining us, and we are looking forward to addressing the many questions you have about growth versus decay. And on behalf of SciSeminar's, I have the pleasure of welcoming Mr. Cortland Warren to the call. Cortland has a background in oil and gas and holds a degree in business management and organizational behavior from Oklahoma State University. In 2001, he attended the basic seminar and moved rapidly through the size seven and on to MLS, and that's class number 60. Cortland is not only a facilitator of the basic seminar, he has also been part of the facilitation team for size seven, the life success course as well. He has been married to his beautiful wife, Nikki, for six years and is the father of two young men. One of his proudest accomplishments is in the Sci Arena is having both of his parents and his sister attend the basic. Cortland, are you on the line? I am, Dory. Thank you. Excellent. Well, we are really excited to hear what you have to share with us this evening about growth versus decay, and I will turn the call over to you. Thank you, Dory, and uh, thank you to each of you who's on the call this evening. Uh, it is my pleasure to share with you a concept that we teach uh, in the basic seminar and one that I've committed to living my life according to, and that being the law of growth versus decay. Presented with the option of personal growth or decay, a sound person will choose growth, in part because of the unknowns surrounding what exists beyond life, but mainly because growth is a natural state. Uh, that, which in, that within you that desires to grow is the same that causes flowers to bloom uh, and for grass to grow. Uh, it is life seeking fuller expression. To ignore or deny it is for you to work against natural law. Socrates is uh, credited for a philosophy that really uh, expresses this particular concept. Uh, there's no reasonable room for debate that all living things emanate from a central source. And so according to Socrates' reasoning, uh, all things uh, begin from a single point of energy. It then goes through a rapid state of growth. He then theorized that it stops growing and enters a state of stability. And once it's moved through stability, it then goes through its process of decay before returning to that single source of energy. Now, and so in essence, he saw living things as being in three places, growth, stability, or decay. Plato began to question this theory. And uh, if we were to go back to, you know, let's take a, uh, I'm usually in a basic seminar at a podium, or there's some, you know, podium or uh, uh, there on the stage, and so I often use the uh, the analogy of that podium, which is made of wood. And I'll ask the class to, okay, let's let's take this piece of wood, uh, this podium, and let's take it back to when it was a tree planted in the ground. And so, uh, essentially, what we'll do is we'll go back and we'll say, okay, take the take the wood portions of this podium. Let's take it back to when it was a tree planted in the ground. It's connected to its root source. It's getting minerals and nutrients from the soil, nature reigns just enough, 
And so as long as it is connected to its root source, what stage is the tree in? And obviously, well, the tree is growing. And left undisturbed, it will grow to be as tall as it can possibly be. Well, then someone says, well, how about we, you know, let's cut the tree down because we can use the wood in that tree and make podiums and sell them to hotels or conference centers across the country. And so they now come in and chop the tree down. It's now separated from its root source. What stage is the tree in at that point, or what stage is the wood in at that point? And there's often a little bit of hesitancy uh, because, well, there's some who will say, well, it's stability, and some will say that it's in uh, decay. We get to the point where we recognize that once it's separated from its roots, then it actually begins the process of decay. It actually went from a stage of growing to a stage of decay. There was no in-between. There was no stability. Uh, Socrates was in error, and oftentimes, as men and women, uh, we are as well, because we seek stability, we, ste- we seek security, and in truth, it does not exist. Nothing is static. It, do- it doesn't just stand still. You're either in a state of growth or you're in a stage of decay. In every area of your life, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, you're either growing or you're decaying. There is no in-between. But how often have you asked you know, uh, yourself or do you hear people seeking uh, for more uh, comfort, more stability, and it's as though once one area is sound and that area is rocking and rolling and you have the results that you want to have there, then it, you know, in another area things may begin to fall apart. So you run over and you get that area going and you get it back to where you want it to be and then it's sustainable again and then, you know, another area uh, begins to fall apart because uh, those signals and that messaging is actually nature working on your behalf to get you to the place where you're not just standing still, where you are not stable, uh, but given the – you do have the option of either growing – or um, decaying. Tonight's call was to focus on how we can be in a continued state of growth, how to sustain uh, extraordinary results in various areas of life uh, without falling into decay. Well, understand that when we speak of decay, uh, decay and failure uh, do not equate. Okay, so because I make a mistake in an area, or I fail in an area, does not mean that I am decaying in that area. Uh, Decay is the result of non-movement. Decay is the result of inaction. And so because you are failing in a particular area or there are mistakes that are being made or there are growing pains that you are experiencing, that is evidence to you that you're growing. Use those as signals and actually find ways to applaud and acknowledge that you are growing. Uh, the the number one uh, cause or hinder, the number one cause for decay, or to say it differently, it's the biggest hindrance to growth, is the fear of failure. The fear of making a mistake is what keeps us from growing in the first place. And so before uh, the conclusion of uh, this evening's call, we'll highlight very specific actions and practical steps that you can take to actually increase your failure rate. And yes, you heard that correctly. Increase your failure rate in order to achieve maximum results, 
uh, and to be one who is committed to your growing. And so when we explore this idea of continual growth and uh, or, man, just to at all at all areas and all ways to avoid decay, I'd like to highlight that for a moment because, in truth, there are times when it is necessary or appropriate for something to die off or to decay. So essentially not all decay is bad. Right? Things decay when they're no longer relevant. Uh, consider, consider cassette tapes. You know, if I was passionate about cassette tapes and I came to you and I said, man, I have this great idea for cassette tapes. I really have a passion and a love for cassette tapes. I'm just looking for a few, uh, just a few investors who will, you know, join me in my cause, promote cassette tapes around the world. Uh, the likelihood is that you would invest. Uh, that analogy came to me just, uh, just a couple of days ago when I was talking to my son, Sterling about cassette tapes, and he looked at me as though I had six heads. He's nine years old. He just turned ten, and he has no idea what a cassette tape is. Uh, the, the cassette tape uh, is hard to find today uh, because it was no longer relevant. Uh, it lost its useful, usefulness. There are uh, companies that are uh, continually you know, closing their doors because they've lost relevance or usefulness. In consulting with organizations, what I know is the language of a dying organization are these words. We've always done it this way. Whenever I go into an organization and I'm sitting with leadership and they share those you know, words or something similar, well, this is the way we've always done it. We've always done things this way. I know that that is an organization that uh, is – in its process of decay. In your life, ask yourself, what are the things that you continue to do the same way that you've always done them? And you're not open to exploring it differently, looking at it differently, uh, maybe taking in some new insights, new ideas, other perspectives, uh, and your reasoning is, well, this is the way I've always done it. Uh, this is how I've always been. In that area, it's likely that you're in a process of decay. In your relationships, if your relationship is not uh, risking and stretching and being open and honest and vulnerable, uh, compassionate, uh, listening, that relationship is likely uh, in its process of decay, though on the outside things could look great. And that is, that's the catch around uh, this idea of stability. Things can appear stable. It can appear that everything is fine, but in truth, it's going through its process of decay. You uh, maybe have witnessed uh, people in relationships that when you saw them, it appeared that everything was fine. Everything looked great. And then you later heard that they were going through a divorce. Uh, because on the outside, things can look a particular way. Uh, but internally or, or with, on the inside, uh, it is being destroyed. And so in your life, Take, you know, take an accounting tonight, uh, if you do nothing else from this call, take an accounting of your life in all areas, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, and ask yourself, where are you doing things the way that you've always done it? And is that, uh, a, is in that area, are you going through a process of decay? The 
the likelihood is that even if you find yourself decaying, that's not what you want. Because as we uh, said in the opening of the call, it is very natural for you to desire to grow. It's not greed. It's not selfishness that you want more. That is life seeking fuller expression. Because you want to add to or expand your territory, because you want to expand your life, you want to expand your relationship, uh, feel no regrets for that. Uh, And actually applaud yourself for listening to that call that has you desire more because that is living and that is life. It is for greater expansion and for fuller expression. So how can you ensure that you are committing and that you are committed to your growth? The first way to do that is measure the amount of risk that you're taking in any and all areas of your life. Now, there is a difference between being reckless and taking risk. And so I I don't promote recklessness. And throughout our courses, from the basic seminar, the life success course, the leadership seminars, we oftentimes encourage participants to take risk. And sometimes those risks that uh, that we encourage or promote, they may not be logical, they may not even be rational, uh, but they're far from reckless. And so oftentimes when it comes to personal growth, what is required is quantum leaps not just one or two steps forward. When you, you know, to go that route of, well, okay, I'm just going to take this one step and maybe two steps, baby steps, right? When you go that route of, you know, one step here, another step, you know, there, uh, if you're met with a hurdle or a bump in the road, you're still too close to where you started from. And so oftentimes what's necessary is that you take a quantum leap, that you be irrational, so to speak. Because personal growth and your development is not about convenience. It's very, uh, very seldom is life transformation convenient. Oftentimes, you know, when it's, you know, I hear people who are considering taking the basic seminar or moving forward to advanced courses, they're waiting for the timing to be right or they're waiting for things to be convenient. They're waiting for, you know, the stars to align or for all the lights to be green. And in truth, Transformation doesn't work that way. It is very rarely ever convenient or even comfortable. So uh, you know that you're committed to your growth by measuring the risk that you're taking. Secondly, uh, you can commit to your growth by having a clear vision. And one of my one of the most influential books that I've ever read. Uh, states that where there is no vision, the people perish. And so essentially, you know, decay is the result of a lack of vision. There is no forward movement where there is no end in sight. A vision that compels, a vision that propels you to move forward is necessary so that you don't go into depression or um, that you don't go into decay. The likelihood is that there is a dream that you have. There is something that you want in your life, more, better, and different. Um, I know that I'm speaking to that type of person tonight on this call because you've gone through whatever effort was necessary in order to be on the call this evening. And so uh, I I enjoy these calls because on these calls I know that I get to speak to uh, successful people. 
because only successful people are looking for ways to be even more successful. And so the likelihood then is that you have a calling, you have something that you desire more, better, and different, and oftentimes massive action isn't taken because the vision is not clear. And so beyond the, you know, the specifics of he needs to stand this tall and weigh this much and be this skin tone and have his hair be this color and be in this career, not those types of specifics uh, around a vision, but rather how do you want to feel? How do you want to feel in this relationship that you desire? What are, what are, the, what are the feelings that you want to have uh, when you lay your head on the pillow at night after uh, a day of operating and running your business? When, when you create the, the vacuum that is created, when you have this uh, feeling of a desired outcome, when, you have, when you're able to emotionalize the vision and you, you close your eyes throughout the course of your day and you imagine how wonderful or how great it will one day be to have the business, to have the relationship, to have the health that you enjoy, yeah, you're going to open your eyes and in reality that goal or dream has not been manifested. However, a vacuum has been created because of the emotional connection you have to the vision. Once that is in place, then the universe begins to work its, uh, for lack of better terminology, it begins to work its magic. The law of attraction begins to work on your behalf because nature abhors a vacuum. And so that vacuum must be filled, and it will be filled by way of having your vision or goal be manifest in your life. And so it is to, for you to take risks, uh, not allow the fear of failure and the fear of making a mistake to be a hindrance to your growth. Uh, do so by measuring the risk that you're taking. Be honest with yourself and do a personal accounting of where in your life you are either growing or decaying and then build in some accountability to your growth because there will be days when you forget just how awesome and incredible you are. One of the greatest benefits for Psy Seminars graduates is the community or the network that is built uh, as a graduate who attends uh, the uh, as a graduate who has attended the courses and the way that they and the way then that your network uh, continues to expand. And in this arena there are people who will remind you of how great you are even on those days when you forget. So if you're going to be committed to your growth, don't do it alone. Have some have accountability built in. And then also have your vision uh, have your vision be crystal clear so that it will compel you or propel you to move forward even on days when you don't feel like it. And uh and just consider this. You know, when do you ever really just feel like going to the gym? When do you ever feel like lifting the weight or doing the burpees or whatever your extra exercise regimen is? It's not about what you feel like doing. There again, it's not about convenience. It's not about comfort. Uh, all of those are the uh, are the characteristics of one who is looking for stability. And as we've covered, uh, you will not find it. And so transformation is not convenient. There will be bumps in the road. There will be hurdles, but they are designed. They are designed to strengthen you. Some of the emails that went out before the call addressing failure and roadblocks and obstacles, and some of, uh, and because we hear from graduates oftentimes, well, what do I do? I made this mistake. What do I do? I hit this bump in the road. What do I do? 
I, you know, I, I've come up against the roadblock. Uh, well, first, applaud, smile, and, and keep moving forward because that is evidence to you that, uh, that you're growing. Now, if you find yourself, let's say that you're on the call tonight and you know that you're in a process of decay. Compared to what you could be doing, you're not even scratching the surface. Based on what you have to give, you're, uh, you're operated at maybe a fraction of what is possible for you. Then how do you get out of it? through self-forgiveness. And you know you will know that you have forgiven because of the amount of action that you're taking. Consider this. There's a goal or dream that you have, and you know the action steps to take. You know what to do in order to have that dream be realized, uh, either because you've done it before or you've had coaching or you've witnessed someone else do it. You know exactly the steps to take you know the path, you know the route, and yet you aren't doing it, well, why not? It could only be because there's an area that you have not forgiven yourself for. There's something that you are, there's a resentment uh, that you're holding towards yourself, and the inaction is a way for you to take out revenge on yourself. And those of you who have been to the basic seminar uh, know that this is related to the concept of the three R's. But when, when we know the action to take, when we know the steps to, uh, to take and we don't do it, it is be, that is a way of sabotage. It is, it is a way of getting back at ourselves. And so there's an area that you haven't forgiven. And so ask yourself, what have you not forgiven yourself for? And then free yourself up to move forward uh, in the direction and at the pace that you desire. How you will know that you have forgiven yourself is that you are taking action. Massive action, remember this, massive action is, a, is the act of self-forgiveness. Massive action is the act of self-forgiveness. And this is not just movement. We're not talking about just being busy, but rather moving in the direction of the goal or dream that you desire. And so when you know what to do and you're actually doing it, you've forgiven yourself and you're moving forward. When you know what to do and you're not, then there's an area that you haven't forgiven yourself for. And until you do that, then you will continue to decay. Uh, I believe that you're uh, committed to growth. And what I'd like to do right now is to open it up uh, for questions. Uh, Dory, I'll allow you to, however you want to run this, this part of the call. Okay, great. Well, we definitely have some questions from our graduates and guests, and I will start with the first one. At times, when growth is moving at a snail's pace, are there good tools and techniques to getting moving a bit faster? Uh, yes, there are. And the one uh, tool that I have found most effective for uh, moving at a faster pace is the tool screen of the mind. Uh, for those of you who have been in the basic seminar, you know that the screen of the mind is a tool that we use in order to see the perfect positive end result. So the language of the mind is pictures. We, we think in images. Uh, it's not through the words that we use. So a person could be in a relationship, that relationship ends, and then they decide, okay, I'm going to get into a new relationship. However, before I get into this relationship, let me see. Well, I don't want this and I don't want that. 
and I don't want this, and I don't want that, and he better not do this, and I don't want her to do that. And, and however, inevitably you attract into your life someone to be in relationship with that does all of the things that you just said that you don't want. Well, and then you may start to question yourself, well, what's wrong with me? I said I don't want those things. Well, uh, the way that the mind works, and specifically the subconscious uh, level of mind, is not listening to the words that you give, but rather the pictures that you hold. And so if, as you were thinking about this relationship that you desire, you actually, even though you were saying you don't want it, there's a picture in mind of all of those things, well, your uh, subconscious mind will draw to you and attract uh, to you those images that are most dominant, the most dominant thoughts that you have in your mind. Now, we can also use that uh, law to your benefit. So to move forward faster, uh, to speed up the pace, then clarify the vision. So you can use screen of the mind, which is, and so what you'll essentially do is you create in your mind a screen, like a movie screen, picture screen, flat, flat panel television you know, screen. And you'll first see the situation as it is right now. So take any project or goal that you have, see it on the screen as it is currently, surrounded by a dark frame, and all of its detail. Okay, so that's the acknowledgement part of it. Something very powerful happens when we are willing to acknowledge what is. So this is not about ignoring or denying or sweeping under the carpet uh, something that is currently existing in your life. On the screen, you see it as it is currently. And then you're going to change the polarity of your screen. And on the screen, you'll then see the situation as you want it to be. So what is for you the perfect positive end result surrounded by uh, a light frame? Uh, and I like to see it in color, and bril you know, brilliant color. Now, what we don't highlight as much in the basic seminar, but because you're on the call tonight, you get this little secret to using the screen of the mind technique is when you see it on the screen surrounded by the light frame, emotionalize that picture, meaning allow yourself to feel the way that you will feel once it's manifested and done. However it is that you, you know, the, the excitement, the joy, the love, the passion, the inspiration, whatever, there's, whatever the emotions or feelings that you will have as a result of it being manifested, allow yourself to feel it uh, even as you're practicing with this tool or technique, and you'll find that your, the actions that you'll begin to take, the habits that you'll begin to form, your willingness to do what uh, other people aren't willing to do in order to get results that they'll never have but you will, you'll find yourself more inspired and motivated to do those things. So expect that you will move much faster uh, by using the screen of the mind technique. Okay. The next question, what are some questions I can ask myself to be more clear about whether I am in growth or decay in a relationship? Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> questions that you can ask yourself to know if you are in growth or decay in your relationship, uh, the likelihood is that I, I believe that the truth is simple and it has this very unique quality that uh, we know the truth when we hear it. And so asking yourself very simply, am I growing? Does this relationship uh, bring out the best in me? Am I in this, in this relationship, am I uh, holding myself to a reputation to live up to, or do I find myself 
uh, living, you know, is it a reputation to live down to? Ask yourself also, what are you bringing to the relationship? Because the law works uh, this way as well, such that what you put out comes back. And so in the relationship, are you seeing the best in your relationship? Are you, for him or her, being a person who holds them to a higher standard of excellence and a reputation to live up to? Are you a person who know? do you know what their dreams are? And what are, the, what are the actions that you've taken in support of their goal, dream, or vision? Uh, I'm blown away by the number of people who speak about being in love and relationship, yet they aren't able to say what, their big, what the biggest goals and dreams are for the person that they are in relationship with. And, so, uh, and then understand that no one else can cause you to decay. Okay, so I, I think I'm kind of hearing that in the question. So if you are in a relationship in which you are experiencing decay, that is not the result of someone else. It is a choice uh, that it's a choice that you've made or a decision that you have made, and so it is not someone else's. You know, it, it's not someone else's fault. Okay, so ask yourself, are you, and be honest: Am I growing or decaying in this relationship? And if the answer is that you are decaying and growing is what you desire to do, then what are, what are things that you can do in the relationship to experience more growth? And it may be that you become invested in supporting them and reminding them of how great they are uh, on the days when, you know, they don't remember that. Okay. How can you practice supporting everyone so everyone is growing? but not set your needs aside as to stop your own personal goal? That's a great question in, uh, because I see this mistake being made a lot. Uh, it is not your responsibility to ensure that everyone else is growing. Uh, the best support that you can be to them is that uh, you be a person who is growing. Uh, we don't like change. And that that is part of you know you know the human condition is we dislike change even when change is good for us, and so oftentimes you're a person who's growing you're you're committed to you're committed to your growth, and inevitably what will happen is there'll be times when you're around people as you start to grow, you'll be around people who aren't committed to their growth, and you're changing, and what that means for them is that they have to change also. And so oftentimes what can happen is that they want to prevent you or dissuade you from uh, progressing or advancing. Well, know that it is not your responsibility that everyone be growing because that's a choice that they get to make. And uh, you're responsible for you. The best example and benefit that you can be to them is to be committed to your growth no matter what. And uh, people, you know, we just we like to be a part of a winner, and by seeing you continue to grow and you having your light shine, uh, as Marianne Williamson uh, says much more eloquently than I, than I have, uh, by you allowing your light to shine, it gives other people permission to do the same. So make sure that your desire to have everyone else grow is not a distraction that you are imposing in order to not be focused on you. What if you're reaching the age of 60 years old and feel that it is over for you? 
Well, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, you know, don't you. The uh, 60 years old, well, I tell you, you know what immediately comes to, immediately comes to mind for me is the story of Colonel Sanders, uh, and his, who is of Kentucky Fried Chicken fame, who at 65 years old, got his first uh, social, he got a social security check at 65 years old. Uh, he'd retired at this point, and uh, he knew immediately, I guess, you know, I just imagine he uh, he opened the envelope and was like, oh, that's it? And so he knew that he had to do something else in order to support himself and to support his family, and all he had was a recipe for fried chicken that a lot of people like to eat. He's 65 years old. And he started then to go from establishment to establishment, asking uh, them to license uh, his fried chicken recipe. And he was told no a lot. They're like, you know, get out of here. You know, we we have our own fried chicken. We don't need why why would we pay you for your recipe? We have our own fried chicken. And uh, the story goes that he got. Uh, 909 no's, 909 no's, if I'm uh, remembering that, it may be a thousand, but 909 no's, if I'm quoting that correctly. And, I mean, to me, that's a lot of no's. To me, that is a lot of rejection. However, he continued, and he got a yes, and um, he was able to live, you know, the twilight you know, of his, you know, life uh, very affluently. Um, but it started at age 65. And so I believe that we continue to live because there's relevance to your being here. So at 60 years old, find your relevance, the gift that you can be, uh, the gift that you can offer, the inspiration that you can be, and the inspiration that you can offer to someone else, and you find yourself coming. You'll find yourself coming more alive as a result. But 60 years old. I mean, you know, you have a, you have a, you have another. You know, let's say it's the halfway point. And so, what will you do in the next uh, in the next 60? And whose life will be better because you lived here? So you're just getting started. And uh, clarify. You know, a lot of what we've covered in the call so far tonight is, you know, clarify your vision, be willing to risk it, take some chances, and uh, don't stop growing. And we know, we know that uh, your desire to grow is in alignment with nature, and life is evidence of relevance. So we're glad you're here, and uh, make, you know, make a contribution with the time um, that you have. Okay, the next question. This topic is perfect for me right now. 14 months ago, I was physically hit by a truck and my body truly fell apart. After spending a year basically in decay mode, my fear is overtaking what my fear is overtaking what I know I am capable of. The question is about uh, being stuck in decay um, because of the fear. Okay. Uh, fear is, I mean, it has a, has definitely has a, you know, paralyzing effect. It can have a very paralyzing effect. And it is because right now your fear 
of what might happen outweighs the the joy that you will experience uh, if everything goes right. You know, so sometimes the fear stops us because we're, we're, we're imagining, well, what if this goes wrong and what if this happens? Um, but we lose sight of, well, what if, what if it all goes right? What if, what if things work out? And so uh, 14 months ago, uh, you, went, you went through an experience that uh, was challenging and where you, you know, uh, your, your body physically uh, has been affected and because your body was physically affected, it's now, uh, it sounds like, your, your mind and your personal belief has been affected. Well, what's great is, you know, with time, there's the power to heal. And so just as your body has healed, okay, through being committed to your personal development, you can heal your mind. You can heal your belief uh, in in yourself. And so I would say if you haven't, uh, attend the basic seminar. If you attended the basic seminar, you you can go back and re-audit. But get back into the mix. Get back into the, the energy that is moving forward. Uh, because there again, uh, movement is necessary. But as long as you're moving, as long as you're moving forward, um, you're not decaying. So determine for yourself tonight what specific action step you will take in the next week that will be a commitment to your personal development. So if you know if that's getting to the basic seminar, if it's uh, re-auditing a basic seminar, if it's attending one of the advanced courses. Make a declaration before this call ends and determine that it's going to be done in the next week. And as you're doing that, know that you're practicing self-forgiveness and you'll, uh, you'll be moving forward. So that's the, that's the way to do it, is to take some immediate action. The next question is, facing fears is difficult but can be done. It is during encounters when fears sabotage how the encounter goes. So what technique is successful in avoiding sabotage? The uh, most powerful technique to avoid sabotage, uh, I'll, I'll relate it, well, first for self-sabotage is the power of affirmation and reviewing uh, your goal and vision on a daily basis to remind yourself of what it is that you want and why you want it. Oftentimes we write down, or we go through the process of setting the goal, but we don't we don't know why we truly want it. Okay, and uh, one of uh, the Principia uh, speakers a few years ago by the name of Mark Victor Hansen, uh, you may know him from uh, the Chicken Soup for Chicken Soup for the Soul um, books, <clears throat> had us go through an exercise of five whys. So we wrote the goal. And then you would ask yourself, now, why do I want that? And you answer it, and, then, and so why do I want that? Okay, great, and why do I want that? Go through, a, you know, go through five iterations around your goal or dream and really become solid and grounded in that that aspiration is true for you and will be fulfilling for you. Once you're grounded in that, then you'll find that uh, you'll find yourself being willing to get through whatever is necessary in order to have it manifest in your life, and it will limit the self-sabotage. Oftentimes, we find ourselves self-sabotaging 
because of a feeling of unworthiness or, you know, I'm not good enough, I don't deserve to have it. And so we will do things, maybe not, uh, we'll, we'll do things, maybe not consciously to sabotage it. However, if I don't feel worthy or deserving of it, then I'll find a way to essentially screw it up. So by knowing why you want it and believing that you're worthy and deserving of it uh, can prevent the self-sabotage. Now, the sabotage that may come as a result of a person external to you uh, and maybe because of their envy or jealousy towards you is uh, really the, uh, the way to avoid or prevent that is to surround yourself with people who see the best in you, even on those days uh, when you forget. Uh, but likely it is the self-sabotage that's in the way and less the sabotage by uh, external you know, or by other people. So here's another question. Um, what if your entire life has been about building things and growing, businesses, relationships, etc.? You, you can never, um, can you ever just stop and take a break? Sometimes it seems overwhelming when you're just running to the next thing right after you got the last one finished. Mm-hmm. That's a, uh, a great, great question. And the answer to that is yes. And here's, how, and, there, and, and there's a distinction. Okay. Uh, we can be driven by determination. Uh, and also by uh, seeking fulfillment. Oftentimes, you know, I hear people say that they use their success as a way to exact revenge. You know, it's more of an I'll show you or, well, you know, that type of person is, well, don't tell me what I can't do uh, because I'll just show you. And so uh, there there are men and women who will go out and, you know, have a number of accomplishments you know, grand achievements, but it's not fulfilling. And because of that, then, you know, they they accomplish the goal and then it's on to the next goal and on to the next goal and on to the next goal, Uh, never actually taking time to celebrate and acknowledge themselves uh, because it's done out of, you know, just grit and determination to prove to someone, okay, their worth. Or it may be that they're looking to prove it to themselves or to, you know, to someone else. I'll show you. And what you find is that when you have those types of accomplishments, the success or the reward is not very fulfilling because you're essentially doing it to show someone else. Well, what if they don't notice it? What if they don't see it? What if you don't get the response from them that you thought you would get? What if they really don't care? Then it's off to the next thing and then to the next thing. When you are really being uh, driven by your own uh, internal vision, then you will accomplish things. And if no one is around to see it, there will still be satisfaction and fulfillment because you did it for you. You will reach, you know, whatever the pinnacle might be, where the, you know, uh, whatever, you know, the success or the achievement is. You'll get there and there will be a deep 
sense of satisfaction and fulfillment, and you're you then move on to the next thing, but only because you want to. So if you find yourself, you know, tired, exhausted, unfulfilled, and you just want to take a break, my recommendation, do exactly that. Take a break, and while you're taking that break, ask yourself, what is it that you want for you? I was... I remember back in high school, my sophomore, junior junior year in high school, I uh, was fifth place in the state track meet. And it was a, that event, I mean, you know, it was not first place. It wasn't second place. You know, fifth place was, I think, worth two points to uh, to the team. But there, after that race was done, there by myself, I sat and I celebrated me because it was an event that the year prior I had been told um, I wasn't fast enough to compete in, that I wouldn't even qualify for uh, the state uh, track meet in that particular um, event. I literally had an All-American. My best friend was an All-American from, you know, this small town of 5,000 people. He uh, and he also ran the event, but I, as I you know trained for the year uh, to to be in that event, I did it because it was what I wanted to do, and I was just excited to qualify for the state track meet. Uh, and then I was like, oh man, and I added a couple of points to the team. I wasn't you know the, the natural athlete. I wasn't the you know, um, you know, gifted, you know, athlete in that respect. However, I had worked and earned it, and it wasn't even a goal that I necessarily shared with a whole lot of people. It was just one that I wanted for me, and it was so fulfilling, so fulfilling. Because, and and, and what I and what I noticed was, as I've done that throughout my life, is there is completion after it's done. I get, you know, I get to you know, right, the end, at the end of that event. And so if in your life you feel like you're continually going and going and going and going and going and going with no completion, uh, what's driving you? And if you don't know, then take a moment, pause, take a break, and determine what it is that you want for your sake versus being out looking to prove something that is already you know, that you're looking to prove something that we already know to be true, and that is that you are worthy and that you are deserving of the life that you imagine and create. So, yeah, take a break. And on your break, ask yourself, what do you want for you? Does that answer that question, uh, Dory? I think so. Okay. Okay. And the final question I have is, when you're in decay, what is the fastest way to get out of it and into growth? I would uh, to that you know the the fastest way out of decay is taking massive action the The likelihood you find yourself decaying because there's action that you know to take and you're just not doing it. 
you know, ask yourself, like, you know, on this call, like, how many of you have made a mistake before? You know, and now how many of you have made a mistake before? You promised yourself that you were never going to make that mistake again, and you made the mistake again. Okay, so just just with that, there is evidence that oftentimes we know what to do, but we don't do it. You know, and that gap between knowing and doing is sometimes very wide, a very wide gap. But the great news is that that gap has a bridge, and that bridge is belief. And how you know that you are practicing belief, that your vision is clear, that you're solid, you're grounded, you know why, you're willing to risk, you're not being reckless, but you're willing to risk and get committed to your growth is through the action that you're taking. And I know sometimes it just feels like we're just saying, hey, just go do it. And it just feels like it is just so much more difficult than that. But go back to earlier in the call. The truth has that very unique quality. It's simple and we know it when we hear it. So where in it for you know to to the caller who's asking the question, where in your life are you most avoiding taking action? Where in your life are you holding on to something where it's time for it to de- to just die off, okay? Cuz you know, I didn't um Dory, I didn't really highlight that in the call, but there there are times when we find ourselves, you know, stuck and stagnant because we're holding on to something that has lost its relevance. And so if we are in resistance to change and just not allowing it to go or just letting it, letting it go, then oftentimes we are, you know, we're just hindering ourselves. So the fastest way out is through massive action, okay, and if you find yourself like you're in massive action but you're not going as fast as you would like to go, then maybe there's something holding you down that it's time for you to just to get rid of or let go of completely. And um, in so doing, you free yourself up to be lighter and you experience, you know, starting anew at the pace that you desire to move. Okay, so we'd love for you to share some things um, that we can take away from the call tonight. Well, again, thank you for the opportunity, and uh, thanks to all of you who were on the call. Um, Before I go to uh, just some highlights from the call, I want to encourage you to uh, share the gift of personal development uh, with people in your life. Um, because in truth, you could attend all the courses, all the classes, all the workshops, and it will be great for you. But if you never share it with anyone else, then you've missed the point. And so uh, our world is in a place where we're looking for leadership, and uh, there are men and women crying out for someone to you know, assist or an aid and just bring some certainty and clarity uh, into their life. And personal development is a way for you to do that. And uh, so I would encourage that. Uh, And in so doing, we ensure that humanity grows and uh, not just just individual. That being said, uh, related to tonight's call, know that your desire to grow is natural. Even if all around you what seems to be status quo is complacency, 
uh, normalcy, your desire to grow is in alignment with nature. And it life is seeking fuller expression through you. So listen to it and take heed okay, by taking action. That's number one. Your desire to grow is a very natural state. Secondly, what hinders our growth is the fear of failure, the fear of making a mistake, of doing it wrong. Failure is feedback. Mistakes are feedback. At 9,999 ways of trying to get that light bulb to perform, Thomas Edison didn't feel like he had, you know, failed that many times. He was essentially saying, hey, I just figured out 9,999 ways that it won't work. So the fear of failure is an hindrance. And so increase your failure rate. Increase the number of uh, rejections that you get. Increase the number of no's that you get. If you're in a sales environment, you know, increase the number of no's that you get. If uh, or whatever you know, line of work or career you may find yourself in, uh, find ways to increase the number of uh, mistakes and failures that you make because in so doing, uh, you know that you're growing as a result. And then uh, number, uh, and the third takeaway is that you clarify your vision. Okay, and uh, I would assert that on most calls, month to month, that's one of the things that you continually hear, is to know what you want, to know what you most desire. And by clarifying what your vision is, then you're propelled and compelled to do the work even though uh, you may not be in the mood, even though you may not feel like it on a given day. Uh, when your vision uh, becomes more important than your comfort, then growth is assured. Hopefully those things are, uh, are helpful to you, and uh, I, my hope is that you'll go out, use it, that you'll share it, and uh, continue to stay engaged and committed to your personal development. Dory? Okay, so great call, Portland, and thank you so much for taking the time to share your insights with us tonight and on how to keep moving and growing in your life. Well, thank you uh, for the opportunity, um, Dory, and to those of you who are on the call. Uh, continue to be committed to your personal uh, development, your personal growth. I believe that the uh, best vehicle for that is Sci Seminars. And uh, when you have the opportunity, share it with other people because you could very well have some answers or can point them in a direction where they get answers that they've been looking for for a long time. So uh, thank you and uh, keep sharing it. And Dory, again, thank you very much for hosting the call. And thank you to everyone listening in. We hope you've enjoyed the call and have some new tools to support you in your continued personal and professional growth. Now, you'll definitely want to attend the call next month. It is scheduled for Tuesday, October 8th, where we will be exploring the concept of one plus one equals three. You can go now to Psy Teleseminars to get registered. That's P-S-I teleseminars.com to get registered for the call. And remember to ask your questions when you're registering. 
And just because the call's over doesn't mean the conversation has to end. Let's continue the discussion on Facebook. Go to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash PSI seminar and share your thoughts on personal growth. What did you get out of the call? And how are you going to implement this in your life? And as a reminder to all leadership grads on this call, Principia is just around the corner, and this is the year to attend, as we will be celebrating the 40th year anniversary of SCI Seminars. Also, if you're planning to join us, don't forget about the speaker contest. Have you ever dreamed on being on the stage at Principia? Here is your chance. Go to the SCI Seminars Facebook page and upload your video today. If you are chosen, you will get the chance to share the stage with some of the greatest teachers and speakers. Also, even if you are not a leadership grad, be sure to check out the Facebook page anyway and vote for your favorite videos. The time's running out. Videos and voting are only open through September 15th. So go out and vote and enter to win today. And good luck. And don't forget to find out more about side seminars of the upcoming classes, such as the basic, size 7, and the leadership classes, you can go to the Size Seminars app or you can go to psiseminars.com. That's psiseminars.com. Thank you so much for being on the call tonight. We appreciate you taking the time to listen in, and we hope you have a great night.